0: Thanks, Glenda. Friends, uh, let's pray. Uh, Father, as we look at this fifth vision of eight, may you teach us what we need to see and to hear. And may you enable us to walk faithfully in the days ahead in light of this. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. uh, Uh, This is one of the easy-to-understand visions. Not. (laughs) Uh, Yes, it is vision number five of eight. Uh, Craig very helpfully uh, last week took us through vision number four. Now this vision, besides being a little complex, is also a vision that some say represents a very significant thing as this vision is the only vision Described as it is in verse 1. Let's have a look at what I mean. Now verse 1 of Zechariah chapter 4 says this. Then the angel who talked with me returned and woke me up. Someone awakened, like someone awakened from sleep. Uh, it sort of reminds me of how our puppy <laughs> wakes me up. Yeah, a nice spider, isn't it? Uh, it doesn't wake Sue up, and oh, that's another story. <laughs> but it sometimes wakes me up uh, in the middle of the night with a bark, usually because it wants to go to the toilet. Uh, yes, it wakes me up usually at 3 a.m. for something as important as that. Besides being cute, in case you're wondering, uh, Glenn and Cameron, it is a dog. <laughs> 1.6 kilograms, <laughs> much the same as little Anne. <laughs> Uh, with an E. <laughs> uh, congratulations. Where, where, where's Tony? Oh, you're right at the back. What's what's on your arm there? Yeah, no oh, oh, I thought it was I thought it was Anne with an E. <laughs> it's lovely to see you, uh, Tony, and also nice to see you, Gran, and uh, see you, Uncle John, and uh, Auntie Jo. Um, Yeah, Uh, however the point is this, this is the only vision where we are told that an angel needed to wake up Zechariah to see it. Uh, This waking associated with the fifth vision may be an indication of its special significance. You usually only get woken up if it's very important, like a puppy wanting to wee. (laughs) But as I said, this vision is complex. Uh, it's no wonder you need to be woken up uh, to try to understand it. It includes olive trees, as Dan said, oil, lamps, a gold lamp stand, pipes and bowls. <laughs> now I could spend the next 20 minutes or so explaining what all these bits mean. Or perhaps in your small group, you can look at those bits. But I've decided to jump ahead and focus, therefore, on what the implications of it all involve. And I don't just mean that it is very important. It's important, but what is important is what we will look at. Now, the main exception to explaining what bits mean is to mention up front that I think the two olive trees mentioned in this vision are Joshua, the high priest, and Zerubbabel, It's a hard name to pronounce, isn't it? Zerubbabel, the governor both leaders of God's church back then therefore jumping ahead uh, the first implication means this God's people are to be empowered by the Spirit God's people are to be empowered by the Spirit Uh, this whole complicated vision therefore teaches us something very important just as it shows Zechariah that the rebuilding of the temple was somehow linked with the golden lampstand, that is linked with the oil needed for the lamps, and all that didn't run out like the virgins one did in Matthew 25, our second Bible reading from Glenda, because it's been provided by the olive trees, Joshua and Zerubbabel, that were provided by God himself through his spirit. Yes, it showed that the temple will be rebuilt and God will, through His Spirit, ensure it. And how? Because God's people will be empowered by His Spirit. An oil that just keeps coming. Imagine having that sort of oil to keep things going. Well, God's leaders did. And they needed to rely on it. And today, in the New Testament, all of God's people have that oil that just keeps coming. Yes, all of God's people, all who repent and are baptised into Jesus for the forgiveness of one's sins. Did you just drop him, did you, Lisa? (laughs) All of God's people, all who repent and are baptised into Jesus for the forgiveness of one's sins receive the gift of the what? Holy Spirit, Acts 2.38. And we're told that this is a promise for everyone, no matter what you've done or no matter what or no matter who you are, Acts 2.39. Yes, all of God's people are now empowered by the Spirit to rebuild a temple but not the physical temple in Jerusalem of the Old Testament the spiritual temple of the New Testament including the spiritual temple of one's own body 1 Corinthians 316 to 17 and that's why what we do sexually with our bodies also matters 1 Corinthians 618 to 20 and we are empowered by the spirit to build God's church too In our case, NHA. Yes, we need to build, rebuild our own bodies and we are to build the part of the body of Christ that we belong to. It's both. And for both, we are empowered by the Spirit. Uh, For those of us who know our Bibles fairly well, there are two quite well-known verses in Zechariah. Well, there are at least three. And the first is this. It's in this very chapter and it comes in the second part of verse 6. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. It's a good memory verse, isn't it? As it reminds us, it reminds me that it is all he's doing. Just as the rebuilding of the physical temple seemed too big a task, for Zerubbabel, so too finding a suitable facility (laughs) for NHA in 2024 seems to be too big a task for us. And so I need reminding, perhaps you do too about this, or about whatever's going on in your own personal life at the moment, that it is not by my might. Or by my power, or by my cleverness, that things can be overcome. Rather, it is by cooperating with His Spirit working in us. And no doubt, some of us have already seen this firsthand. That is God's Spirit at work in one's life, usually at a time that it couldn't be anything else but God working through his Holy Spirit. No wonder it is a great verse to remember. How about we say this verse together? Together? Not by might, nor by power, but by my Spirit, says the Lord Almighty. Yes, we need to let that sink in, right in. We therefore need to let... Him sink right in. We need to be full of the Spirit. No doubt that there are times when we are full of the Holy Spirit and times when God's people are showing more of the works of our flesh. It's no wonder then that God works through his Spirit at 11.59 sometimes because at 11.59... We are totally dependent on him. Perhaps you've experienced that. I know Sue and I have. Uh, The second implication means this. God's people are not to despise the day of small things. God's people are not to despise the day of small things. Uh, I don't know about you, but I prefer things that are very obvious for all to see and take note of. I suppose I prefer the most noticeable. Yet this point says the opposite. It says that God's people are not to despise small things. That is, we are not to look down on those things that happen that, although are not very noticeable, are no doubt quite significant. I guess Zechariah and Zerubbabel, now they're good Zed baby names, aren't they? Heaven. (laughs) Zechariah and Zerubbabel, who's called their children Zechariah and Zerubbabel lately? Okay. Uh, Would have felt just like everyone else who were involved in rebuilding the temple. They would have felt downcast. As there was a huge pile of rubble and the task ahead of them to rebuild a magnificent temple looked quite impossible. Let alone the mocking they would have received from onlookers. You know, I know there was no social media back then available for people to use to mock them. But one could imagine that these leaders of the Jews would have been on the end of criticism galore let alone massive mocking. And it is sadly no different today, except we now have TV and social media, TV and SM. And yet we are told in the first part of verse 10, and it is the second of at least three quite memorable Bible verses in Zechariah, who dares despise the day of small things. I suppose it would have also been a bit of a stinging rebuke to them but a source of encouragement to just get on with it. After all, some say they returned up to 20 years ago and the temple had not been rebuilt. If anything, it had stopped. Yes, it might be taking much longer than they originally thought to build the temple rebuild it, and yes, the opposition might be much greater than they originally thought, but as the saying goes, what's the saying? Rome wasn't built in a day. (laughs) Yes, who dares despise the day of small things? After all, think about it. Did Jesus' death on the cross start out as a small thing? I guess it humanly did. Just a craftsman, some thought. But look at it today. Look at us today. Some 2,000 years later. You know, talking about Israel and the peace we are to be praying about Jerusalem, Psalm 122, let alone Zechariah, 12.9, scary verse indeed, Uh, look it up, Zechariah 12.9, and therefore what is tragically going on in the Middle East makes me see things in a much better perspective. Perhaps it does you too. What I mean by that is that we at NHA are going through something so much smaller. We're going through small things. We aren't getting raped. We aren't getting kidnapped. We aren't getting massacred. We aren't getting beheaded. We aren't getting butchered. We aren't getting blown up. And our children, if anything, are extremely well cared for, aren't they, Tony? And with an E, extremely well cared for. We just don't know where we will be in two months' time. Yes, we might be getting opposed, but that's it. (laughs) And so this verse, who dares despise the day of small things, is actually a rebuke to me. Maybe it is to you too. As God is always working, isn't he? And we are to simply keep trusting him. After all, it is impossible to please God unless we trust him. Compare Hebrews eleven six. And some of our brothers and sisters in Christ are going through much, much worse things. Yes, what we are going through... Is relatively a small thing compared to them and so we dare not despise such a thing it no doubt should simply build our trust in him I'll finish with this <laughs> you know I find all of this quite humbling and yet a little overwhelming it certainly seems that the uh, two olive trees used by our Lord are Joshua and Zerubbabel. And it seems that the, they were the leaders of God's church back then. They were obviously flawed and dirty compared to God, just like we all are. But they were quite able and greatly cleansed by him. They, in this vision, are being told by angels and the Lord himself that the Lord will enable them. All they need to do is cooperate with his spirit. Keep in step with him. And therefore, it might seem at times that not much is happening. But do not despise such times. A lot more is going on than one might think. And even if a lot is not going on, it is all working toward God's kingdom to come that is where all history is heading yes I find all of this quite humbling and a little overwhelming what do I mean by that is that (laughs) I don't always want to do what he might want me to do I'll repeat that I don't always want to do what he might want me to do I actually didn't want NHA to need to come into existence. It wasn't even on my radar some 12 months ago. In saying that, I am being completely honest with you. That's why I find all of this quite humbling and a little overwhelming. But he, uh, the Lord Almighty, obviously had other plans. And God, therefore, uses plebs like me (laughs) and plebs like you (laughs) to achieve what we think is almost miraculous. To achieve what he wants. And so he does use people like us. If only we listen to him. And no doubt what a joy it has certainly been for all of us. Why not let's stand and sing, speak, O Lord, and may it truly reflect our hearts, even though at times they might be a little reluctant like mine. Amen.